Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Howdy, everybody. Since I started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Well, I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've now got an extra $50 in play. That's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you want to listen to this show early and ad-free, well, won't you join us at patreon.com slash sunranto? Check it out. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Ad-free. Early. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Oh, that sounded like the call of a man who just opened a can of beer. Oh yeah, and is currently drinking a can of beer. Maybe. No, that was that was me pouring my Guinness. Ah, uh, Guinness. It's June. Mm. It's a no. That's a November, December, January drink. It's goddamn cold March. in June. March, of course, for St. Patty's Day. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it it well, summer finally arrived here in Chicago, and. Uh, well, first of all, let me welcome everybody. This is the Sun Ranto Show. And that was like Cotton. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Welcome to it. And uh, Lyle Laker is drunk with his family somewhere, which is funny because I was drunk with my family somewhere d- just hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it was yesterday-ish, <laughs> but uh, it, it went pretty late. Um, I keep telling you, Danny, you don't have to cover anymore. Lyle and I hate each other, so we can no longer coexist over the intrawebs at the exact same time. You know, if you guys really hung out more, you might hate each other. You never know. (laughs) Good thing you live on different sides of the country. Yeah, Lyle's out there. Uh, Lyle has 51 cousins, so there's a pretty good chance that he's drunk with one of them at any given time. Yeah, he acts like, oh, I got shit to do with my family, like, 
you know, like, like if I were to say that it's a funeral, you know, like, I don't know about you, but like Lyle says that it's four o'clock. There might be somebody <laughs> else at seven. Yeah. He's got eight, eight million people that he, that, you know, our family that he hangs out with. Yeah. Well, he does have a giant family. His, uh, yeah. apparently his relatives like fucking, well, uh, so- <laughs> apparently his relatives actually get along. I mean, maybe, maybe we should all be taking fucking notes from that guy. About how to live. Yeah, instead of Ben Zobris and reading his book about how to have a family. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was just with my family. I'm uh, I'm dog tired last night. I stayed up with my uh, really lovely, I love them so much, my cousins. It's a cousin's family reunion. I saw a lot of people. I uh, looked at a lot of old pictures. I, I have a lot of older cousins, and a lot of them have, have been dying. So we decided to get together. And uh, I'm like right in the middle of them, but I saw a lot of people from my from my life, and that was wonderful. I stayed up um, getting drunk and drinking tequila with uh, my born again Christian cousins, and uh, arguing about everything. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's that, yeah. Let let let's mix religion and tequila, and because it, nothing's going wrong there. Yeah, I I I got really agitated too at at one point. So like. So I woke up and I was just exhausted. I hadn't drank beer in a long time, but my uh, cousin Steve had brewed a bunch of beer that is, and provided it for the party. So it was delicious too. He had a a, oh, cid- nice. a cider, an IPA, and uh, Kolsch, and uh, and root beer. He brewed root beer too for the kids. Oh, very cool for yeah. the kids. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm dog tired, exhausted. So in so in other words, uh, Michael Cotton's going to start this show with Riggs Flakes throws and blows until <laughs> till this. So Danny co- can sleep so a little bit sleep. longer. We're going to take a little nap here. Well, uh, we do. So uh, picked up this rake at Home Depot. Rakes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, Wilson. We're going to go with Wilson Contreras' raking this week. Uh, he's got an OPS of eleven seventy five that leads the team. Uh, he's done it with five hits in 15 at-bats, including two homers, and uh, he drove in five while only striking out four times, and he walked once. Uh, but also, you know, we you know we got to give some love. Javier Baez. Oh, he has well. two homers, five hits, you know, but that was in 20 at-bats, which, which is what brings his OPS down a little bit below Contreras. Uh, but I'm I'm putting him on the list today because he hit career homer number one hundred. Yeah, dude, one hundred home runs for that dude. That is that is awesome. And it was a three run shot that won the game. Put, yeah, yeah, that put the Cubs on top and allowed Pedro Strope to lock it down. Yeah, he came through in a huge moment. Can I give a little honorary raker uh, mention though to Jay Hay? Uh, just because, like Wilson Contreras, who had kind of been struggling at the plate and then had a really good week, Jay Hay seems to be back. Uh, he's nine hits and 21 at-bats, a couple of doubles, you know. Uh, well, that's funny that you say that because I actually added him in as the Flaker Raker. Because <laughs> uh, Jay Hay, you know, he looks like a Raker with his nine hits and 21 at-bats. You know, but six of those have been just in the last two games, which yeah. that's awesome. But it's a little recency bias going on there. Yeah. So that means he's had three hits in the previous four games. Yeah. That's not great. Well, it's not the worst either. It's, uh, you know, at least it's like not no hits like Daniel Descalso, <laughs> you know. Right. No, he, he's definitely, you know, it's nice to see uh, Jay Hay getting his hits. And, I mean, doesn't it seem like he's doing this 
this year. Like he goes a few games where, you know, he's kind of putting together maybe a hit or so, but then he breaks out for like one of these two or three hit games where he looks really good. And then he, then he goes, you know, I don't want to say dormant because he's not exactly dormant for a few games, but he drops back to normal levels. I am not going to sit here and pretend to understand Jason Hayward's offense. (laughs) I have spent the last three years trying to figure out what the hell is going on with Jason Hayward at the bat. And I have no idea what's going on with him. He does. uh, I mean, you know, he started out great this year, kind of came back down to earth. I mean, in almost a pretty big way. Like, for example, like uh, topping out. I don't know if this is his top, but back on April 27th, he really got off to a great start. He had an OPS over a thousand one point oh one three. And then by May 18th, it was down to 727. Yeah. And it, and, and he's he's you know, he seems to be on the, the you know hovering around like, you know, the mid 7s. I think right. that might be his, where he ends his up. His slash line is 264, 356, 424. Um it's nothing superstar. He's a 780 OPS. Um you know, but that's over the whole season right now. 250 at bats. He's got 36 walks uh, as compared to 50 strikeouts. Yeah. So that could be better. Yeah. Um, so, but, but he's, he's your raker flaker. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a guy that at any given moment can just look like he's on fire. And then the next day. Look, look like, uh, you know, like a pitcher hitting. Yeah, you just you just don't notice him. Yeah. Like if it's a hit, you're like sweet. And if he doesn't, as long as he doesn't hit into a double play, you're you're happy. Yeah, I don't think anybody's expecting anything too big out of him. You know, and the you know, and the the kind of the uh, I'd say the power has diminished over the course of the season. Right, and I will say, I mean, when it comes to hitting into double plays. Uh, he is not doing great this year. He's got eight already, but in comparison, he is tied for the lead on the team with Anthony Rizzo and Javier Baez. So congratulations. You, know, he's, you all suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's got, he's got some great, uh, you know, he's got some really good company there. And wait, uh, I didn't since even we're play the fla- wait, hold on. Rizzo, I didn't even play the flake so- sound. I haven't worried about, like since my totally incomplete. I, I don't even remember last night. Yeah. <laughs> so. No. So of the qualifying players, uh, which it, it, this week is like 15 at bats, um, Rizzo is the worst. He's hitting 178 on a three for 17 week. But he has also had four walks to go with only four strikeouts, and he's driven in three, which, you know, is third on the team this week only you know after uh, Wilson Contreras and Javier Baez who are the Rakers but hold on there's another reason that Rizzo flakes this week and that's his base running or his, oh yeah his complete is complete uh you know lack of self-awareness of the fact that he's now fat and slow no no I mean that's not fair it's not that he's now fat and slow He's always been fat and slow. But what's with his brain thinking he's fast? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird because yeah, he got he he overran second base the other night to basically kill kill a rally. All hope. 
All hope. I mean, there wasn't much hope there, but when he got caught between second and third and thrown out, I mean, that was the end of the game. Basically, there was it, still it, an inning or two left, and but it didn't matter. I, I was there with my Anthony Rizzo bobblehead in hand, with his, which is him in a boat. It, it's he, him fucking a boat from behind. <laughs> I did. So, you know what? Some I weird. Did, I didn't even open my bobblehead, so I didn't really uh, look at it well, to make fun well, of it. Well, of course, you got to keep that pristine. Yeah, it's, I'm going to put it up there with my original Luke Skywalker and a. Uh, <laughs> My my Millennium Falcon in the box, but no, it's uh, and you know somebody did point this out, um, is that all of the not all of the activities on the bobbleheads this year, but many of the activities are just like rich people things, <laughs> like like Chris Bryant's is golfing, you know. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go spend the day at the links, like a you know. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I golf all the time, and I'm not rich. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, but I, I don't golf where Chris Bryant golfs. Right. I'm grabbing my bobblehead. I know it's <laughs> far away from the microphone. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Chris Bryant is golfing at very nice places like uh, whatever the, the golf course there is near Chicago yeah, where yeah. they filmed Caddyshack or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's the best place in town. Um, Bush, Bushwood Country Club. Yeah. So, but... Cole Hamels, well, he was hang loose. That was a uh, surfing situation. Anthony Rizzo is out on the water. Chris Bryant's round of golf. Uh, I guess John Lester, that's not very rich, on the farm. You know, I don't think it's so much a rich thing. I actually disagree with whoever said that now. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think it's a rich thing. I think it's just a white people thing. What, golfing or boating or both? (laughs) Golfing, boating, surfing. On the farm, I mean, I, I kind of think people of all races, creeds, and you know, national origin do those things. Maybe not oh, golf. Oh, oh, they do, but doesn't it feel like white people do it just way more often? I don't know. Maybe we They're, just know more white people. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> we are white. Well, that that yeah. is that is very yeah. true. The the one that I'm looking forward to is uh, I believe it's in September. Pedro Strope Karaoke Night. September 15th. I wonder what that's going to look like. But yeah. It, <laughs> it, yeah. So He'll we, look Asian. So anyway, Rizzo, <laughs> yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo is on the, uh, you know, the boats and He's sucking, on the flakers and, and list sucking on the bases. On the boat. But he overran second base, killed that rally. And then Whoop. today he hit a uh, single, an RBA single, which is just fine. And then ran like what? What the hell was he thinking? Running into that like tag it second. Well, I don't know if you heard the show I did with Uncle Mike, and uh, but you know I I did I listened. He was talking about you know the outfield defense and maybe being able to take an extra base here and there. So you know, like run it, run on the Mets. Their defense, they're gonna have a good chance of fucking something up. You know what I mean? But. But yeah, it's Rizzo, and you're too fucking slow. <laughs> oh my god, he got beat by a day and a half. I didn't like, see I it; I heard it on the radio. When they showed second base and they were throwing it in, I was like, "Why is like, this for happening?" For a second there, I didn't know why they were showing the the, the scene, and then Rizzo ran into the screen. <laughs> oh, he's still running. What, like ten seconds later? Yeah, there's, here's like, Rizzo. The guy's just waiting for him. Like, hey, dude, uh, can we end this inning, please? Yeah, you know, I mean, you get into a rhythm when you're watching the game on TV and they show where the action's going to be. 
but like they follow the ball. So when they're following the ball and they show them throwing the second, they usually, that's not a tight shot. You know, usually it, you know, it's kind of a yeah, wide yeah. shot or whatever, like whatever he's fucking throwing in the guys at first, no big deal. But when it's a tight shot, you're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Why, why are they doing a tight shot on second? And then literally like Rizzo kind of runs into the screen and you're like, Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's just really bad base running. Yeah. Smooth move, X-Lax. Yeah. So uh, how about a little bit of a throw it up, motherfucker? Who was throwing? All right. Uh, you know, hey, last year we were tempted to call this the John Lester Award because he took it so many times. And this year it could totally be the Camel Hole Award because Cole Hamels is just doing nothing but be awesome. Uh, in the month of June, he has thrown seven innings, eight innings, seven innings, seven innings, seven innings in his Five starts of June. He has a 1.00 ERA for the month and a .89 whip with an opposing batting average of 198. Dude, it like Cole Hamels has just been on fire. Not that he's getting lots of wins for those. Well, yeah, well, that's the we'll talk about why we think that is. Yeah, because they split the week and I can't wait to be bitch about it. yeah but uh no but this week he's like each each time uh i get on the show i look and it's like oh cole hamels has two starts in the last week and he's got 14 innings and he's got no runs and a few strikeouts it's like oh wow he's really doing good um you know so it's I don't even know if I put him on last week I, I, because I love it, but it makes me sad that how wrong I was about that twenty million dollars. I'm like, I suck at baseball and knowing things. Because <laughs> I'm like, why did you give twenty million dollars to this old guy, and then you only had enough money for Descalso and Brock? Yeah, oh, who single handedly well, have ruined this season? They, oh, they really have. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, a, you know, let's let's just let's just be happy that Cole Hamels is the Cole Hamels that we all had all hoped for. Sour grapes over here. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. He's awesome and so well, handsome. Which you know how I feel about handsome dudes. Oh, he I is much better looking yeah, than us. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, I just kind of hate guys who are too handsome like him. You know, Bryant's handsome in a way. I, you know, I'm I'm not sold on Bryant. I I personally, I'm a Rizzo guy. I think Rizzo's better looking than Bryant. Dude, come on. He's got you know he's got he's, a little chub to 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 snuggle up you to. D- you do but realize I think the face his face his haircut all that stuff. I think it's better. You do realize he's going to end up looking like Tommy Lasorda, right? Yes. You, yes. you yeah. You do realize that if you leave your wife and marry Anthony Rizzo. That you're just gonna be end up with like uh, basically Tommy Lasorda covered in lasagna sauce. Oh, sa- sadly, I have a uh, toenail fungus on one of my toes, and Ew. I will never have a chance with Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. Uh, yeah, no. Well, Hamels had 14 innings pitched, 13 strikeouts. Uh, he also had 13 hits and four walks for four runs. You know, but that wasn't bad. Um, not the best line ever, but it beats the hell out of everybody else on this team right now. Mm-hmm. Except maybe let's give a little love to Adbert Alzale. Yeah, getting his own start. He gave the Cubs four plus innings of relief this week and gave up one dong while striking out five and walking two. Um, what I thought was great the the friendly confines gave him a standing ovation because 
you know, that it they knew this was the guy they've been waiting for. He performed to a high level when they saw him. But then he tipped his hat, which caused the awesome hat tipping celebration after the game. Like when they're out there instead of high fiving, like I don't know if it was Rizzo for sure that started it. But they all were tipping their hat to each other ah, and like tapping their hats. That's great. Well, I thought it was funny because I'm like a rookie, you know, <laughs> a, a pretty. I mean, he basically did what Jake Arrieta did in his last game. I mean, it was the same. Yeah, everybody on their feet. I mean, it, it was a different kind of roar from the crowd, you know. But this was like, "Welcome to the team. You did awesome. Way to go, Rook." And, but like to tip your hat is, I mean, it's that's kind of like a. I don't know. It it seemed a little much. Just, yeah, and I think the, the rest of the team the, felt the, the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, walk off. Just walk off and, you know, put your head down and don't yeah, step Yeah, you up. know, maybe maybe wave. Like a nice wave is fine. But when you tip your hat, that's like when you do something really good. Yeah, yeah. Like for years. Yeah, not after you just got pulled because you gave up a homer and walked another guy. <laughs> That's true. It was right after that. It was. Uh, the, you know, the kid's got to learn. It's his first time up, but that was that was fucking hilarious after the game. Rizzo's doing the hat tip to everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, everybody feels like we do, I think. Uh. <laughs> it was it was great to see, but yeah, we're we're not hat tipping yet, Adbert. Yeah, I was riding my bike home at the end of that game, and uh, you know, Pat Hughes said he tips his hat, and uh, and I just pictured that moment. I was like, well, that's I didn't know how to feel exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's cool, but really, it was weird. Uh, I will say, had had some fun on uh, Twitter with people. Doing jokes based puns based on Adbert Alzale, and uh, I started to hashtag them Dadbert jokes. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't have Twitter up right now. I'm 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 starting it, but maybe we'll do it during the TFCs. I'll, I'll read a couple. They're terrible, terrible puns, but uh, it was it was fun. We we were just kind of. Whenever somebody would post something, I would, you know, lay out the Dadbert jokes and, you know, just having fun with the guy's name. Yeah, he he did great. And, you know, that's hard to be a rookie and come out there and perform on such a big stage. And, uh, you know, it was just it was really good to see, uh, you know, I, I'm glad he arrived and I'm glad he did well, because if he did, you know, if he went out there and sucked, we'd be I mean, it. We might have burnt the place down. We, season over. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. You know. I mean, if you know, and and after Chatwood was not, he wasn't terrible, but he was not good. <laughs> like he was, he was a relief pitcher getting a spot start. It's exactly what he was. Like it, it wasn't like you can't give it too much, you know, importance or whatever. He did okay. Yeah, but well, then to have you know Adbert come in and do well that saved anybody looking at what uh, Chatwood was doing. Yeah, which wasn't great. Um, but uh, 
I don't know. We're going to see him start this week, so I'm excited about that on Tuesday night, but we'll get to that. How about we uh, do a little... uh... You just put your lips together and... Hello. Sadly, this one goes to Q. Oh, he was bad. I thank God I missed this game. I was at the family reunion during this one. <laughs> oh my God, it was it was terrible. And then of course, you know it comes it comes just after Eloy Jimenez hits that fucking home run. You know for the uh, you know it's the, it that kind of just pissed off every Cubs fan who's not paying attention. You know, get the, everybody's upset about it. And then he comes out and just lays a fucking egg. Uh, he, you know, he gave up nine runs in 4.1 innings. He walked two and struck out two, gave up nine hits, including three home runs. Yeah, that was bad. I'm glad you I know, didn't see it. Thank God. I didn't even watch the highlights of this one afterwards. I just saw the score. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> yes. And I started to watch it. And then I eventually, like, I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm like, oh. And then I, I noticed that there was, I think it was uh, fucking like Norway versus Sweden, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, Women's World Cup. Yeah. The, that, that's going to be more fun than this fucking. Yeah. Thing. I mean, it was, it was five to nothing by the end of the third. I think you were, <laughs> I mean, I could see a little comeback, but when it's 10, nothing by the sixth later. Oh yeah. And I, and I would check back every so often. And I'm like, Ooh, just getting worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know. uh, no. And then. You know, so outside of Q, uh, this is a first for the blows because I'm giving the blows to Chad Noble, <laughs> the bullpen catcher, because he lost his cool when he could not get the bullpen doors open. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, he got all pissy and the security guards and the ground crew were just like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Pull on the door. Yeah, pull harder, harder. But, you know, what? I mean, I don't know what the protocol is, but who's, you know, somebody finally came from the other side and then opened it from some other side. But yeah, once Lester Strode showed up, they're like, all right, we'll open it for Lester. But I, it really felt like, uh, you know, they were like, ah, Chad Noble's kind of a dick. And I don't know if he is. I don't, I've never fucking paid any attention. He's I've heard not, the guy's name like three times in my life. He's not at all, actually. He's super cool. And he's friends with Bleacher <laughs> Jeff. And and I'm going to try to get him to come to John Baker Day. Through oh, Jeff. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, he's, so he's a good guy. He just looked like well, he was well, having a bad day. He was pissed off. Well, now <laughs> you can meet him and say you look like a real dick. Tell him. <laughs> tell him about it. He's like, listen, bro, you're on TV. Pull up. Oh, it was it was funny, and and the video is actually up on uh, Cubs dot com, so everybody can go enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was out there getting pissed, kind of kicking the door and yanking on it, like, and he just kept looking back at the fucking like, security guards, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you know, part of the issue, and I don't know if this had already happened, but when the bullpen walks out from the dugout to go into the bullpen. It's a huge ritual at Wrigley Field in which they all walk out slow and there's kind of music playing and, you know, they roll out balls for them to throw into the bleachers and then they do this, like, basically the dick bump. They dick bump each other before they go in. Oh, really? Pen. I, I yeah. did so, not know this. I don't know if this is the case, but it's possible that they just did that whole huge bleacher bum show 
you know, and then went to the door and just standing there like idiots after looking all cool. And then, you know, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you got your entourage, they, they come out like an entourage and then they're about to go into the club and it's closed, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, uh, it, and to be fair, sorry, you're not on the guest list. Yeah, to be fair, I would I would not have handled this any better. I would have been like, I would have been pissed as well. Like, just fucking open the door. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's the kind of shit that drives me insane. Like, you know, I'm here. <laughs> like, somebody open the door, and especially, I mean, the funniest part really is the security guards and the grounds crew. Just like, why don't you pull on it? <laughs> It's yeah, and the, not you know, open at all. And the other part of it is, is because I watched the Mets announcers talking about it, and uh, when uh, y- you know, when um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I'm so tired. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, grounds crew. They uh, cannot uh, talk to anybody. They could get fired for talking to a player. I don't know. If <laughs> Chad Noble is in that category. What? Yeah, so like the the Mets announcer said, oh, and these guys walk by and they don't eat, they ignore him. It's because they have to. They're not allowed to talk to Chad Noble. <laughs> that actually makes me laugh so much more because then it's like these fucking stupid bullshit rules that like, oh, they're players. You can't talk to them. And then they're just like, yeah, fuck you, dude. I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. Sorry, I can't help <laughs> you with this door. You just got to stand here until like our supervisor comes out. <laughs> you know, it's true. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know. I just, I could not help but watch that video maybe six or seven times and yeah. just laugh my ass off. Yeah, he was time. pissed. He did look pissed off. But you never know what's going on with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And I swear to God, I I feel like it's so funny to me because I don't I really don't think I would have handled it any better. I, I think, <laughs> I, think I, I would have been standing there like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you would have handled it worse. I think you would have chewed out somebody, maybe slapped a guy with a you know, with your catcher's mate. <laughs> so, well, yeah. No. So, Chad, Chad Noble gets the blows, but it's a... It, it's a it loving blows, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets the blows for just being an asshole. Yeah. Like like everyone else. That's like in the People magazine. They're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's time for The State of the Bull Penis. With, I don't know, should I do it? Are you going to do it? I... Yeah, it's. I, the, the bull, I, I see you have ex- you have expectant on here. Expectant. I'm thinking there's a little blue pill in their hand. They haven't taken it yet. They have not taken it. Yeah, they're they're waiting for the uh, the wine to kick in too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean it. It wasn't. I mean, Pedro Stroke blew a save against the White Sox. Yeah. So that <sighs> that wasn't good, and so we're all just kind of like. Well, where's Kimbrel? Now, I don't know Kimbrel's out there. We could start talking about this game now because uh, when the White Sox beat the Cubs 3-1 uh, to one off a two-run homer by Eloy Jimenez, you know, that was off a strope, and you're just kind of like, well, the game was tied at that point. There's a good possibility that that's Pedro Strope anyway right there. So I don't know what changes there. Right. So, but I mean, other than that, you know, Brad Brock wasn't great. Uh, this, it, you know, this on Friday. Brad or, Brock or, is the worst 
like piece of this bullpen right now for me. Like every time I see him, and it's it's to a point that he could fucking strike somebody out, and I'd be like, uh, that dude just chased three pitches. You know, like I wouldn't give him any credit. You're just mad. I'd, You're just oh, mad. I'm just well, angry at him. I mean, it hasn't been going well. He's got an ERA over six. So, I mean, yeah, I think you're right to feel these things that you can't trust the guy, you know. But let's talk about the games a little bit. I mean, uh, we didn't really get into we didn't get into the Sox at all because I had Uncle Mike on the last show previewing the Mets. But uh, the Cubs split the week. You know, they they you know they won three. Which they lost the three. week was at home, and they're supposed to play better at home, right? Yeah. And these were you know obviously the White Sox are playing for you know something kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say something, you know, huge like the Crosstown Series, four games against, uh, but it's bragging rights in the city. And I really think that, you know, since they don't have anything else to play for this year, really, except for just getting better, you know, this can be an example of like, hey, let's go in there and beat the Cubs and we'll show Chicago that we've arrived. They don't play to a lot of fans, you know, on the regs in their home city. So yeah. now they're and, actually in front of people, and the White Sox fans really want this. And this is what you do. This is what you do when you're you are the you're the little brother in town. You beat the big brother, and then at least your fans and your team and everybody can talk shit. You know, like you can talk shit the rest of the time. Like, hey, look what we did. We beat that guy. Like, we didn't beat anybody else, but we beat the big brother. Yeah, and they and they shifted their rotation around in order to have Ivan Nova and then their best pitcher who we kicked his ass, Giolito. Yeah, that uh, that it, fucking flip-flopped so, hardcore. Yeah, well they yeah, so we won the game, we lost, we lost the game, we won, <laughs> which is exactly what Luis Medina said on outside the Ivy was going to happen, and it's exactly what did happen. Uh we gave up more runs than we scored. 28 runs given up and 25 scored. And, you know, there's... Oh, because that, yeah, that first Sox game, it just, it got out of hand like the Mets game uh, later in the weekend. Well, Schwarber hit the leadoff home run. I'm like, here we go. Uh, we're going to win. You know, we're going to kick yes. your ass. And oh, then they God. did nothing. That's the only I run they scored. turned on the TV right in time. It's first pitch. He fucking hits it. And it's like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Just lay it on them, guys, and nothing, nothing, nothing else. Yeah, six, six hits, kind of spread out. Uh, you know, left everybody on base that got there, obviously, because they didn't score any more money and wasted a great Hamels start where he only gave up one run. Yes, str- and this is eight. why Hamels is not getting wins because you know he he's fucking pitching great, but like the offense has to do something. In, didn't Hamels get two hits in this game? Uh, it, yeah, I think he did get two hits. <laughs> like, like the no, pitcher no, that wasn't is, this. That wasn't this game. That must have been the game. Oh, okay. I game. think he got at least one though. No, like, no, no hits. No, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Not, okay. not, not in this one. I'm getting. I'm Today. getting my games where he fucking hits and nobody else does. Just confused. Yeah. T- today he got a uh, uh, one hit. And, Drove in a run. He drove in the first run of the game. Yeah. Yeah. In the second. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, he just, it's it's ridiculous that 
that's what's happening to the guy. And then game two of this one, it said about Giolito, you get six runs off the guy, uh, grand slam in the first inning, uh, you know, uh, Wilson Contreras, and then uh, Lester had given up his, a Lester of his own in the first inning as well. So the Cubs were down in this game right away. And uh, yeah, Wilson kind of saved it. They were all over Lucas Giolito. So that was kind of nice to see them. Kind of handle that guy. He still ended up striking out nine over four, <laughs> over 4.1 innings. But I just think the Cubs were just up there hacking. And maybe that was their scouting report. They seem to be up there hacking a lot against good pitchers. So they did that to get today against the Grom, too. But so, I mean, you know, I kind of expected a split with the White Sox for the reasons I, you know, outlined before is that, you know. Well, it's, and it's it's two games. I hate the two-game series. Like, the four-game series is one thing. Like, it's a little, like, it feels a little long, but, okay, whatever. You split a four-game series, it's two and two. You don't necessarily feel too weird about that. But whenever you have to play a two-game series, doesn't it, it kind of amps up the, the, the tension, Right, because there's only two games. I don't even think a two-game series should be called a series. It's yeah, it's a set. <laughs> there you go, a two-game a st- set. And they're going to do it again on the south side. Yeah, right. Like they're only playing four games total. Well, which I'm fine with. That they are only playing four games, but it, yeah, it's it's kind of lame that it's. I mean, I to be honest, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't but really I, give I a agree fuck with either, your point. But I would rather see them play six games against the White Sox than, you know, which would be better than whatever they have to play against whatever the fucking Rangers this year and the Mariners and all that shit. Astros like, you can yeah. cut games off of those series. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of over interleague play in general. I, you know. And then playing the White Sox every year, I, I think it'd be more special if it was like once every three years or something. But well, the, and it used to be back in the day for people who don't remember before interleague play, they would actually just play a four fun game. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, crosstown classic and everybody had taken at bat. It was almost like a spring training game, and like the <laughs> Iowa Cubs would come come in and yeah. Michael Jordan played the outfield at Wrigley. Yeah, I was at the game. Yeah, I like saw that's this. the kind of shit you get to do when it's just for fun. Yeah, and. It felt fun. These games don't necessarily feel fun, right? Well, I mean, I think Sun uh, Tuesday was pretty fun for the White Sox fans to see the guy that we traded for Jose Quintana, who, who <laughs> who's, yeah. you know, on Saturday basically like shit the bed. And then you got, and I'm not saying Eloy's having a great season because he started out very slow, but I mean that was uh, that was a pretty great moment. I mean, I I kind of don't want to brag for him, but I was pretty happy for the kid. You know what I mean? I had to do well, the outside the Ivy show after that too, and that was kind of brutal. You know, just oh, like, except uh, for when Ozzy came in and fucking uh, surprised yeah. you guys, which <laughs> was awesome that he did that just because. That's just fun shit. Yeah. Now, I know how an umpire feels now because I didn't expect him coming in. All of a sudden. <laughs> I told you guys Ozzie. you were crying. Yeah. Oh, quit your crying. Oh. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was classic. I'm like, I'm trying to do a show here, Ozzy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, I wish that would happen to me right now, actually. Like, I'm well, just sitting you, here in my apartment. Know- Ozzy Guillen runs in. Hey, you're <laughs> stupid. Oh, you are fucking dumb. And he's like grabbing his crotch and spitting. 
The best part is that he came in and he had his he he had his collar undone, oh, yeah. he and was his tie undone, yeah. like he's like he's a uh, fucking Tony Bennett after like you yeah, know like the, the late the show. late show, yeah, <laughs> in Atlantic City. He's had a he's already he had a few. He's already had like four bourbons. Yeah, you know he's singing. <laughs> I left my heart in San Francisco for the fourth time today. Yeah, but he, when he came in, that's that's. It's funny because that was all I could think of. Like, even though he's like doing his thing and it was, it was funny. I'm just, I, I rewound it. I'm looking at him. I'm like, like he is totally in like lounge singer after hours. <laughs> well, mode. he had, he had been gone for a couple minutes, right? So, uh, you know, he, he runs away. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it takes less than that. And he's loosened his tie, unbutton his collar. And he doesn't put it on until the last minute either. He obviously doesn't like it. But um, what I'm, I'm wondering is his thought process. He's just in the green room. He's like, you know what? Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run out there and fuck with their show. Which uh, maybe somebody put him up to it, to it, like, "Hey, Ozzy, run out there to the show; it'll improve ratings. We gotta get a good, we'll get a good gif." I don't know. There might have been a little showbiz involved with it. I don't know. I whatever it was, if somebody did that, if if that was calculated, and somebody sent him out there for it, brilliant. Yeah, it really was because you guys were fucking shocked. Having was awesome. oh yeah yeah you don't want to tell us it's going to happen but uh, having uh, you know Ozzy backstage on the show I I I'm pretty convinced that his thought process was exactly something like let me go out there and fuck with those guys <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> because he- I, I don't see a producer go I mean they were working on our show at that point you know not like they're going to leave our show while we're live to go tell Ozzy to go fuck with us but maybe I don't know well and, and they're probably not thinking like. Okay, we got Ozzy Gian here. Let's ask him to go kind of fuck with the guys. Yeah, like that'd be weird, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like you're go not going to ask a guy. Like I mean, you're just not going to ask a guy who's basically a guest on your show already on whatever the the Kaplan and yeah, DeJesus show. You know, he's already there. Like he's kind of it's. I doubt he's getting paid. You know, they're not going to be like, "Hey, why don't you go do this other thing?" That's all him. I think. He, I think he was just having fun with you, yeah. Luis. I, I was like starstruck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Luis loves Ozzy. Huge fan of Ozzy, and and so am I, uh, for that matter. But uh, yeah, know. I've I've always liked Ozzy. He, of course, he has had uh, a lot of. Very kind words to say about the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Oh, God. But what's great about it is he's never wavered. Like, he's just, he's just like, yeah, fuck them. Like, it's, it's funny. Yeah. No, he is a very funny man, too. I mean, it, when I understand what he's saying backstage, I, <laughs> I do find it humorous. But, uh, no, he, he just basically runs around the room, grabbing his crotch, making really bad jokes <laughs> that really aren't even repeatable on this show. You know, because I don't uh, want to, I don't want to get him fired from NBC for the shit he's saying backstage. But uh, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll tell you over a beer what he was talking about. Yeah, and, 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 and like you know, and, and it's Spanglish. Like every every fourth word is English, right? Well, that's one funny thing that he's constantly saying. You know, somebody will bring up a player and ask Ozzy about him. He's like, "I don't talk to him. He's an immigrant." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, he's he's totally inappropriate. But like, I feel like he gets away with it just because he's him. You know, 
Oh I, yeah. I feel like I, I understand it. I think I get away with a lot because I'm me, you know, sometimes, you know, like, like it, once you establish that you're a good natured asshole and you're just establishing this, then you're like, well, Danny's an asshole. So that's fine. He could say whatever the fuck he wants. Cause he's probably half kidding. You know what I mean? And I think Ozzy has established his asshole assholeness. Oh yeah. I and mean, when, it, when you hear Ozzy clown. bitching about the, you know, the visitors dugouts and shit like that, like, you know, that it's, it's rooted in truth. And yet at the same time, he's playing the villain. He's the fucking wrestler right. villain yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. And it's a role. And I hopefully on uh, July seventh, uh, uh, it's a Sunday, so one PM start against the White Sox right before the All Star break. Uh, that's uh, that's one of our shows for outside the Ivy. So I'm gonna have to prepare myself just in case because I never know who's gonna be there. You know. So just you need to run on to the Kaplan De Jesus show. I thought about that. <laughs> Quit your crying, and then I'll, you know I'll say, you know, Dejario Ramos. <laughs> that I'm would saying be hilarious. that wrong. I said like, I don't even know what I said. I said stop. We are crying. Or something. Yeah. I'm a little rusty. I'm a Spanish. So yeah, yeah, you did get real reflexive in that verb. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was totally <laughs> like my grammar was just all over the place, but um. So then the Mets, they split. They win the. F- yeah. By the way, we're talking about baseball games. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Mets, a- you know, the, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to add about the White Sox series, but the Mets, we can move on to that. They, they sp- no, just that the Cubs came out and, and played. Uh, it, they just played much better the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they won. Yeah. Uh, and then it, with the Mets, I you know, I thought this team was maybe about to get on a roll, too, because the Mets come in, they win the next game, you got two straight, and then that, then they just lose two, the next two. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that Thursday game, I missed that one because I was doing my show at Second City, which, by the way, is the last week of it. So if you want to see it. And uh, Kerry Wood, it, his wife, bought tickets to the, the closing show. So... The word on the street is that he could be there, but but please do not come in a Kerry Wood jersey if you come to the show. <laughs> Just yeah, don't don't bother don't. him till later. Yeah. Well, okay. This is what I did want to talk about about that last I, White I, Sox game. Uh, Contreras with the grand slam. Right. I did. Gotta, say that. We got to mention that. That I was did. fucking. I did. So you never listen to me. Anymore. Did we? Yeah. Not we. Me. I said it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you said it. Yeah. And then uh, and and David Bodie, you know, also homered. Uh, Schwarber doubled. Like I don't know. It was. It was a yeah. It was a classically good game. I was at this game. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Had a good time. You know, I hadn't seen a game in a while. I hadn't been to the ballpark because I've been so busy talking about the Cubs that I don't get to go see it anymore. <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah. Well, and, and it was it was especially good because, uh, you know, when Garcia homered off of Lester. I, I was like, here we go again. Yeah, of course. After the day before, like, I think Cubs fans were just like, ah, oh, God damn it. This is it's we're we're done again. And then to see him put the guys on base and then. You know, Contreras, you know, go Yahtzee on everybody. Like, it, that's – it just it, – it changed the whole feeling. Yeah. So, that, that's all I wanted to say because that was like – it felt bigger than it really was right after the day before. Well, yeah, because yeah, because you're like, here we go again. We're gonna lose this shitty team again. And then, uh, you know, the statement is like, actually, we're the Cubs. Yeah, it did feel that way. Yeah. 
But then uh, the Mets, this, I got to mention this because uh, it was not like, it's not a pretty time in Mets dumb right now because they fired their pitching coach basically while <laughs> Uncle Mike and I were recording. <laughs> yeah. And then, then they brought in a guy who is 82. Who was the pitching coach when people threw like, 89 miles per hour was like the fastest pitcher in the league. Yeah, Phil Regan, a 69 Cub, <laughs> and like a veteran at the time, 82 years old, becomes the pitching coach, interim pitching coach, they're saying, of the Mets. He but, was almost as old as some of the guys throw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, a, he's a Hendricks fastball. Yeah, uh, he's a Hendricks fastball <laughs> years old. And then, uh, you know, in this, you know, the first game, they got to that guy Lockett again, who they got to when he was with the Padres. They put up six runs in uh, 2.1 innings. And uh, and they were playing a little rally baseball in this one, which was kind of nice to see. Yes. Putting up that, well, they put up that six spot in the third, you know. Right. Yeah. And- single, bunt, single, walk, single, double, triple, like Javi with a big hit, you know, but, you know, they were they and were doing station how to station. How much more fun around. is that to watch than, I mean, granted, the three-run homer today was pretty, pretty great, but I don't know, man. Just, you know, the, the bottom of the third was just fun. Yeah, I, I kind of missed it. The show was starting at Second uh, City right then, and I actually, like, kind of screwed up a cue because of it because i was still paying attention <laughs> to the inning like the the first cue was just late but i was like oh fuck the the cue <laughs> that what i'm doing right now yeah pay attention <laughs> yeah but uh what was great about this was the chatwood alzalay game in the, the that first game too so that was nice to you know at least you had a cushion in this one to you know yeah yeah because better. because Chatwood gave up the the homer to Alonzo. It was three was, nothing when the six runs were scored. Yeah, made it six to three. I mean, we were losing this game. I yeah, know. and Alonzo was everything he was hyped up to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that dude was was really good. Yeah, he's gonna win rookie of the year, no doubt. I mean, unless like you know something horrible happens to him in the next four months or whatever, but. Uh, three months? Yeah, he was. I mean, he was frightening every time he came to the plate this weekend. Yeah, he really was. He how many times did he homer? He homered on Thursday. He uh, he's, he, he had at least to, two because he homered today. To, I think too. He homered today. Yeah. yeah. So and that's twenty six homers on the season so far. Yeah, the most for a rookie before the All Star break. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, he's at. He's yeah, but hey, coming on. Nothing's coming on going strong. on with the baseball. Players are juiced. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are, these, I don't know. He's the next Hank Aaron, no doubt. Yeah. The, I mean, the balls could be, I mean, it's possible the balls are, you know, juiced a little bit. But, I mean, I feel like some of these guys that we've never heard of that are just destroying balls now, that feels very late 90s, right? Well, yeah, but it does to me. I mean. Yeah. I, Do yeah, you remember? Uh, it's probably I a believe- new drug that they haven't figured out yet. It's yeah. probably something totally new or a new masking agent or something. Or they just don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That could just be, like, like they did in the 90s. back in the day, because now we've got this new, uh, you know, we, we've got this new uh, whatever 
baseball commissioner that doesn't understand fucking baseball. Well, he doesn't like it very much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he seriously thinks like, oh, well, if we had a whole bunch of fucking home runs, like it'll be great. And like people like baseball and blah, blah, blah. Just fucking throwing out everything. I don't know. He's just not a very, he doesn't really just understand the game. And uh, who is the dude? Uh, Gonzalez, right? That was also in that 98 race until the all-star break. I don't know who you're talking about. The, the home run race. Exactly. Nobody knows who we're talking about because he was a fucking flash in the pan because, you know, and, and like, I don't think he ever got into the steroid controversy because I think he just didn't last. He ran out of steroids. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, if I, mean, I figure it out, I'll tell you. I mean, it is a lot more home runs. There's something going on, uh, you know, but we've beat that dead John Lackey to death on this show. Um, the the one game that I thought the Cubs should have won that they lost besides the you know first game against the White Sox was the Friday game. I was also at this one, so uh, you know they they kind of you know they were winning this one, and then the Mets kind of tacked on and end up winning five to four. This one with the Rizzo toot bland getting caught off uh, between second and third, but you know to me like the problem is Darvish in a way because you know the Cubs had given Darvish the lead. On a, uh, I forget who hit the home run. Oh, it's not important. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the Mets, well, they were winning three to two. Uh, what what's not important? Home run hit uh, a two run homer, put the Cubs up, and they get they tied it right back up right away. He doesn't shut it down. And um, I I well, Brett Taylor on Bleacher Nation pointed out that Jordan Bastian pointed out. That uh, Darvish was holding batters to a 623 OPS when the Cubs are trailing and an 899 OPS when the Cubs are ahead. So he's just like, I mean, I guess the narrative there and why they would even say something like that is that he does relax out there when the Cubs are ahead and then he gives up more hits and runs and, you know, and that's what happened here, except the, the end, the Cubs lost. Right. But you uh, Darvish did drive in a run in this game, and uh, Brad Brock gave up the winning run, and then he got the L. But unfortunately, he was not the guy sent to Iowa after the game. It was the guy that struck out the side <laughs> and then got sent to <laughs> Iowa, Ro- Rowan Wick. And uh, so, Godspeed, Rowan. Have fun in Iowa again. We'll see you soon, I'm sure. No, maybe, maybe not, uh, because part of it is, and we'll talk about it in a second, but Tony Barnett is now with the team. Um, Let's get through these games first. Uh, You know, the shit show, we don't have to talk about that losing 10 to 2, and it was 10 to nothing until, I mean, I mean, they even scored a run on a wild pitch, Jason Hayward, (laughs) in the end that nobody watched, but we have to mention Victor Caratini did pitch in this game and uh, made a great play. Did you see the play he made? Oh, yeah. The, it was a little chopper over toward third. He ran over, grabbed it, and threw it to first. Yeah, li- we'll leap through it. To, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, it was, it was It was beautiful. It was the only part of the game that was any fun. <laughs> yeah. He went from first base to pitcher like Anthony Rizzo did. He also went 0 for 4. <laughs> so, uh, and, and made an error. So, at least he ended up 
having something to talk about at the end of this one. And uh, then, of course, they came out in one day with the Javi big three-run homer. Cole Hamels drives in a run. Uh, so they And they got to DeGrom, eight, you know, eight hits against DeGrom. Uh, they only got two runs, but they were they came out swinging, did strike out nine times against them, but that shouldn't be too surprising. And uh, Seth Lugo, who's their best reliever, you know, we finally got to his ass. So he he was out there a few times. He did two innings. He used to be a starter, so he he did two innings on Thursday or no uh, Friday to kind of lock down that that win for them. But. Uh, I don't know anything else to add about these games. It's it, you know it's not really that exciting when you just split it and you know. No, I mean I will say it was nice that they were able to pull out today. You know, uh, Javi, you know, coming through in the eighth, just fucking. Well, losing three or four to the Mets at home is pretty unacceptable. Yeah, I mean two and two. Uh, is, is, or three and three on the homestand to these two teams is pretty unacceptable, but there's, you know, there's a little less salt in the wound when it's, you know, when it's a split and they end up, they're still in first place. Yeah. They because, lose today. They're in second place. Yeah. They pull it out. Uh, you know, it's, it's June, yeah. whatever, what are we at? June 23rd, the Cubs are still in first place and if you look at Cubs Twitter, they're the worst team in baseball. So the worst well, team in baseball is in first place in the Central. So Yeah, but we said that the day after they won the World Series on <laughs> Cubs Twitter. Yeah, like, like now what are they gonna do? Losers. Right. Um yeah, the Brewers not a not a great week either. You know, so, I mean luckily, I mean they're three and seven in their last ten. And uh, that that is just how we managed to be in first place because they're only a half game back. And I did want to three and seven and we're three and three. But meanwhile, <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, well, we're four and six in our uh, last, oh, well, ten, last ten, three yeah, and four three. and six in the last ten. So, but uh, St. Louis at the same time has gone seven and three. Cincinnati's gone six and four, and the Pittsburghs, the Pittsburghs, the Pirates have gone six and four. The Pierogies. I mean, it's a tight race, but Cincinnati and Pittsburgh have identical records of thirty six and forty, but they're only five and a half games out. Because the Cubs are only seven over, and uh, you know St. Louis is only a game and a half out. So, like, you know, this Brave series, four games against a really good team. It's uh, oh, sorry to give away Cubs for Thomas's. Uh, oh, jeez. No, actually, that's not Cubs for Thomas's job. His uh, job is to talk about when we go to Cincinnati. Oh, oops. <laughs> so, uh, but it, but anyway, it's a tight race, and it, my five-way tie prediction is looking uh, pretty good here. Yeah, I mean, so the, you know, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are tied for fourth, right? There's no fifth place team. And the entire, so the entire division is split up by five and a half games, as opposed to the NL East, where Atlanta has a six and a half game lead over the second place Phillies in the NL West, where Colorado is 13 games back in second place. Yeah. Well, the Dodgers are obviously the best team in the in the majors and I, I feel like the Cubs did okay against the Dodgers. So, you know, if that's uh, if that's your little litmus test. Well, I mean, it was it was so the season series against the Dodgers was actually 7 games, so we actually got a feel for it. It was, you know, 
they went three and four against the Dodgers on the season. If they hadn't played that last game, it would have been a three and three series. Not that that means anything. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, like, if, then that, if, if I fucking massage the numbers enough, yeah, if, I'll make the Cubs better than. And the if Dodgers. they only played the first series, they would have gone <laughs> two and one and had a six sixty seven winning percentage. Yeah, if they never went to Los Angeles. But uh, and interestingly enough, uh, and I think people were kind of predicting this earlier, that maybe the Cubs at some point would go to a six-man rotation, but it was mostly because thinking of like uh, ty- throwing Tyler Chatwood or maybe Mike Montgomery in there and giving uh, some of the old guys a little bit more time to rest. Well, that's kind of happening now, but not in the way you think because uh, – uh, I mean, I think Chatwood goes back to the pen when Kyle comes back, which is hopefully sooner or later. I think the word on him is pretty good. Um, it, have you heard anything different than that about Kyle? No. <laughs> no. So, and, but I, I don't. I, I, to be fair, I haven't been looking real hard on that. Yeah, me. Uh, either. I was just like, I keep expecting him to actually pitch. Yeah. I, I, word is this is not going to be too bad, but a uh, uh, little discomfort. You know, he'll probably miss a start or two. Uh, but the six-man rotation will be now filled out with Alzale, who goes Tuesday, and uh, Tyler Chatwood, who goes Thursday. So they're both getting another start. Uh, they played together the time before. <laughs> they were the starting pitcher together uh, against the Mets, and now uh, they each get their own. Uh, Tony Barnett is now a Cub. Uh, he's he's who came up when uh, Rowan Wick got sent down. And uh, 35 years old. Um, interesting thing about him, he was born in Alaska. I don't know how many major leaguers were born in Alaska. And another interesting thing is even though he's 35, he only has three years of MLB experience. But it wasn't because he was fighting grizzly bears in Alaska. It was because he played for the Yakult Swallows from 2010 to 2015 Whoa, in Japan. Whoa, wait, the Yak- Yakult Swallows? Yeah. Imagine what? that. Okay, so I just went real quick. Major League Baseball players born in Alaska. Uh, we got, you know, of course, you got Tony Barnett. He's the most recent. Chad Bentz. Never. Sean Chacon. No uh, idea. Aaron Cunningham, Randy Kuchar, Scott Laux, I never Josh heard of Phelps, any Kurt of these people. Schilling. Oh, Kurt Schilling, born in Alaska? Anchorage, Alaska. Every single... Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Twelve players. Ten of them were born in Anchorage. Uh, Chad Bentz was born in Seward. Tom Sullivan was born in Nome. 1906. <laughs> God, it must have been cold. That was before heat. <laughs> right. They yeah. didn't even have fire back then. Well, the thing about, you know, I could see but, yeah, why. Uh, Daniel Schlereth as well. Why do I think of, why is that a name? They're making names up. I never heard of any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, well, Kurt Schilling. Yeah, of course. That's, he's, yeah, he's the and, one guy. And now Tony Barnett, who I didn't hear of before this year. So, um, and I and didn't know he was from Alaska until today. But, uh, you know, at least I, I can think of why he might be good. I mean, you can play baseball all summer long and all night long. Like, the the, well, the solstice just was, and it was probably light up there till 4 in the morning playing baseball. Maybe the sun even never, never even went down. To be fair, I mean, Anchorage has 10 Major League Baseball players. I mean, per capita, that's got to be, like, the best – 
in the country, right? No, ten in the over the history of baseball. You pull no, out a I'm guy saying, in 1906. I'm, I'm saying per capita. They probably have like a hundred thousand people that live there. I've no, they have more than that. <laughs> Fucking, you know, you know, nothing exists above the Canadian line, right? Yeah, like, nothing. Yeah, uh, seven hundred thirty-seven thousand people live in Alaska. Oh, that's actually that's yeah. Oh no, but you said all of Alaska. Yeah, of course. Seven hundred and thirty-six thousand live in Anchorage. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> that's still a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, Tony Barnett. A little bit more about him. Uh, he came from Japan last year. He got hurt, and he had a two thirty-nine ERA in twenty-six point one innings when he got hurt. Um, he's been good at I at Iowa. Two thirty-one ERA as well there. Um, in, in 11, 11 innings, and uh, he struck out 12, walked only two. He's cheap. He's making $750,000. Um, there's a team option for him next year for $3 million. He's got like a 94-mile-per-hour fastball. He throws a curve at 81 and a cutter at 90, so that's kind of a good little mix. But he also mixes in a sinker at 93 and uh, sometimes, a, but rarely, a splitter, a change, and a slider. That all sit around like Kyle Hendricks or uh, Mets pitching coach age. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah, Tony Barnett, welcome to the, the Cubbies. Don't fuck up. Um, I, I really hope that Tony Barnett goes out. He, he gets one batter, strikes him out, and then tips his hat to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we got a call from, before we do the, the Braves preview, we got a call from Benzo again. So let's check in with him. Hey, Ranters. Benzo checking in to see how things are going. I'm on the way down to Puerto Rico to play some ball down there to get warmed up. So when I return to the Cubs, it'll be a smooth transition. Oh, he's coming back. And I'm in the middle nice. of bumfuck Alabama right now. There's some hotties down here. Wait, is he However, driving to Puerto Rico? I don't want anything to do with me because I'm not related to them. Anyway, I need a new walk-up <laughs> song. I, everything I have before was by that witch, and I don't want anything to do with it. So now that Danny's a big star, him and I have been texting each other. I uh, got, got his number from Ozzy Gian. Great guy, but help. I have very hard to understand. Anyway, Danny and I came up with a new contest that uh, Danny created a hashtag or something. Maybe Benzo's new song, Benzo's new tunes. Uh, you can figure that out. And tweet it at him or put it on the Ranchers page. And the one that plays or comes up with the best walk-up song for me will win a poem written by no other than Cubster Domus. That's one heck of a good prize. I would be happy with. How does he know Cubster Domus? Uh, from the podcast. I believe oh. one week you know he listens. with Bill Shugas and his basement. Thank you again, Bill, for letting me stay there. I really appreciate that. And uh, if there's anything else you can think of, let us know. But Danny, you can be the judge of whoever wins that contest. And I'm going to touch base with you when I hit Puerto Rico. Well, there's a couple problems here. First of all, he's driving to Puerto Rico. I hope he knows it's an island. <laughs> well, he might have one of those cool-ass, like, amphibious cars. I mean, he is a multi-millionaire that's true he might have one of those uh, yeah i mean th those were invented for the a team and i'm sure he owns one <laughs> uh but and the other thing is why is he running back and forth in and out of the phone 
Is he like just like like pretending he's in a pickle on the base pads? Yeah. He just kept <laughs> he just kept coming in and out of uh, audio range. Sounded like he was running back and forth. Benzo. Yeah, well, you know, phone I mean, etiquette. He's... Phone etiquette, Benzo. Yeah. So Los Bravos. Well, I but I immediately thought of I don't know if you can hear this, but uh, so I I no I'm not even gonna play it. I don't think I could play it on this. But uh, Ben folds five, like right, Benzo. Immediately think of Ben folds five, song for the dumped. Ah, do, do you know this song? I I don't. Uh, maybe I do. I don't know what album. There was only one album I really listened to, but well. This was the only song I really ever got into for Benfold Five, and uh, the chorus is something about uh, "and give me back my black T-shirt." You oh, bitch. this one, yeah. One, two, three. Yes. Oh, this one's good. This would be a great walk-up song. That's great. Yeah, give me my money back, you bitch. That would be a good uh, walk-up song for Benzo. Right. See, I would. Pretty perfect. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be amazing if he came out of that? Give me my money back, you bitch. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I would love to have Benzo back. Come on back, Benzo. I was oh, we we want Benzo back so bad. Well, I was thinking that we I should write a song to try to get him back, but I was you know it's such a sensitive thing. I'm like I feel bad about it. So well, let's talk about Los Bravos, eh? Shall we talk about the Bravos? Uh, the Cubs uh, got swept by the Bravos. Can you give me two minutes? Nope. <laughs> You start to talk, and I will be back before you're done talking. All right, I'm by myself. I'm flying solo, everybody. Let's go. Uh, yeah, the Cubs got swept by the Braves. And that was in the second series of this year. They got outscored 23-8. to Well, that wasn't good. Uh, the Braves are 46-32. and They're in first place. They just took two or three from the Mets. They took two or three from the Phillies and the Nationals, too. And uh, they recently had an eight-game winning streak. So they've been kind of on fire, catapulted them into first place. They play pretty well on the road, 21-15 and 15 on the road, which is really close to their home winning percentage, too. Uh, their two wins better than Pythagoras said they should be. And uh, they just added a big-name arm, just like the Cubs did. Uh, the other guy that was out there, uh, Dallas Keuchel, is now a Brave, and we're going to see him. Was Dallas Keuchel on your radar at all during well, this? Yeah, but, well, not on my radar personally, just because I, mean, I was like, I knew the Cubs weren't going to go for a starter like Dallas well, Keuchel. I, I knew they were. I knew they were looking for relief help, so I, I, I knew he was out there, but I, I didn't think the Cubs were going to do anything. Okay, but Dallas Keuchel's deal is actually cheaper. Oh, yeah, one year. It's one year. It's way cheaper than the Kimbrel deal. And fucking anybody could have gone to the bullpen. Well, not really. Well, but, okay, you got six starters in there at that point. You know, you don't worry too much, like, maybe – 
you know, maybe Q, maybe Darvish, you know, maybe even Hendo. No. You know, Hendricks no. gets hurt, no. he comes back, not does gonna some happen. Stuff. No way. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. You get Dallas Keuchel on a one-year $13 million deal. He's, he's a lefty. You know, fucking sign Dallas Keuchel to the pen. <laughs> you know, but why not him? Yeah, why not him to – why not bring him in, say, okay, we're going to sign you to the deal. You're coming in. You're going to start as our long reliever or relief or whatever, and then we'll work you into the – rotation as you get back into form well and but he hasn't been in the pen not that you know that's i mean people move in and out of the pen sometimes look at the brewers their entire bullpen is freaking starters mostly Um, i'm saying you might have been able to talk him into it since it's fucking like the middle of the season yeah yeah well uh, but he, he hasn't been a reliever since 2013, and even then he was not. He only did that in nine games, and who knows why? You know, might have been like a work back from injury or something. I don't do not know. But um, yeah. Well, he, right now when we're missing Kyle Hendricks, it would be nice. Yeah, it's Should've, you know if he's in our bullpen, then all of a sudden he moves into the you know a starting role, and you give Kyle whatever time he needs. Yeah, well, it didn't happen, but what a coup it would have been. What a coup. Uh, the Braves are missing Ender Inciarte. He's got a hurt back, and he's kind of working back slow, it seems. But he just got cleared for baseball activities. I don't know if we see him in the series. Um, Sean Newcomb, uh, he had a concussion, but I guess he might be back. And we might see him Thursday, but maybe not. Yeah, that'll come up. That's We'll talk about that yeah. when we're talking about the matchups for the fourth game. It's possible he's in there. But offensively, uh, their best hitter is you know, pretty much by far Freddie Freeman this year. Right now, he's got a OPS over 1,000. He's actually seventh in the majors. I OPS. like Freddie Freeman a lot. I like his name. His parents it, were awesome. Name. His parents were just awesome. Like, let's call this guy. I bet his middle name is Frog. Freddie the Frog <laughs> Freeman. Hey, Freddie the Frog, ribbit, ribbit. Um, but, uh, I did look this up at like where Freddie Freeman stood. I even like saying it, uh, Fre- where Freddie Freeman stood amongst other major leaguers and, uh, he's seventh. And I was like, Oh, where's the, where are the Cubs? Well, Brizzo is 19th and 20th, which, you know, it ain't too shabby, but it ain't uh, the best neither. Um, the Braves team OPS ranks fourth. The Cubs are now 10th slipping in that. Category, they've hit one more home run than the Cubs and are tied for seventh with the A's, so it's pretty much equal parts power. Going into the series, the Cubs walk a bit more, um, sixth, and but the Braves are seventh, so they're neck and neck. Cubs strike out more. Uh, they're inching up in that category. Remember, they weren't striking out too much earlier in the season. They're now the 10th worst, and the Braves are the 11th best at not striking out. And uh, both teams are bottom of the third uh, bottom of the third, or bottom third of the league in stolen bases. Uh, Braves have four more, but now the Cubs are fifth lowest in stolen bases. No longer bottom dwellers. Which is funny, because I don't remember them stealing any bases recently. <laughs> no, like, I'm trying I'm like, to How think. did we do that? Did other teams just, like, score negative bases? <laughs> like, they're, look, they're marking them off as they get picked off? Yeah, like, looking back over the week... And let's see, stolen bases. Yeah, I guess we did steal some bases. David Bodie had three stolen bases this week. 
David Bodie. Yeah. Javi Baez, two stolen bases, and Hayward had one. So, yeah. Okay. Wait, but that's like... That's that's as many stolen bases as we've had the whole season, right? Not well. (laughs) They were really running this week. Yeah. They well, did I not predict this? Maybe I didn't. I I did predict it in my (laughs) head because, and I think I might have said this is that there's always that week that Joe Madden's like, hey, let's run. (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, the runner started today, you know, a lot of uh, hit and runs. And I think that's more what you see than, uh, you, you know, and I, I like Hayward, I believe, stole a base today. Was that today? And it was on a strikeout. But he stole third today, I believe, in that big inning. And right after the Javi Homer, I believe. Um, oh, right. Yes. So, yeah, uh, it was a double steal. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they were getting the, the runners going. And then uh, just in case uh, Caratini decided to swing, which he didn't. <laughs> uh, she didn't. I mean, that could have been a hit and run. That was, I don't know what happened there. But uh, anyway, the Braves have scored 38 more runs than the Cubs have. Uh, pitching wise, uh, Cubs are a little better with Team ERA 391 to 423. The Cubs are sixth. Uh, but. Uh, the Braves have the better bullpen, 388 to an even four for the Cubs. Uh, so that's slight. In other words, they're pretty much similar pitching staffs. Um, neither team gives up a lot of home runs. Cubs a bit better. The Braves have walked the second most batters in the major leagues. Oh, the Cubs really like walking. I think this might work out well for us if we don't get swept like last time. Oh, my God. Cubs played the worst game of the season against the Braves with the six errors and stuff right after they got out of Texas. Oh, my. I remember, like, the last time the Cubs saw the Braves, the the season was over. We had quit. (laughs) Yeah. One week, not even a week in. Yeah, it was was horrific. So bad that was. It would be so nice if the Braves just, you know, gave back the favor and played that way against the Cubs hey, at Wrigley. It'd be nice. Six errors tomorrow would be welcome. Six uh, errors through the whole series, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Braves have yeah walked the second most batters. Now Cubs are 11th in that category. So that's getting better, isn't it? Uh, they're neck and neck and tr- striking guys out. Both teams are average. And uh, just want to point out that ex-White Sock, Swarzak, remember him? He might have been on the Braves for a couple years now, but he's been great for them. That lefty out of the pen, I always wanted that guy. So he ended up on the Brewers. The Brewers got him, and, and it was part of their run last year, I believe, right? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of lefty Schwarzak in my life. Yeah, he was on the— you What are you up. talking about? In, is he left-handed? No, no, he actually is right-handed. What the fuck are you naming a lefty Swarzak and he's right-handed? Yeah, I thought he was... Maybe there's two Swarzaks? Yeah, this well, guy, Is there a righty? Well, I'm looking at this. <laughs> a righty I'm really, I'm really confused. Yeah, this is a different Swarzak. I was... <laughs> this is like when I was trying to fucking... Uh, there are uh, two... There are two Swarzaks? Maybe I have to give it a different guy. Like, how is it possible that there's two people with the name Swarzak in the planet, Maybe much less in Major League Baseball? Yeah, this is the guy who was on the White Sox and he went to Milwaukee. This is the guy. I then, it, and I just, is he right-handed or no, left-handed? No, he's, he's right-handed. But, which uh, is 
Who cares? Why we're so confused? Yeah. Because nobody who's right-handed should be called lefty. (laughs) That's not his real name, right? (laughs) No, it's Anthony. Uh, But anyway, he's been great. (laughs) So we don't want to see Swarzak because he actually kicked the Cubs' ass for years. That's why the Brewers got him last year. He's on the Braves. We're going to see him this week. That is. Do the, you think the, the Braves the sign, like all these teams keep signing him because they think he's a left-handed reliever, and then they're like, "Oh fuck!" And like Sunranto said, he was a lefty. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we got a new loogie." Wait, you're right-handed? What? Maybe he's got reverse splits. So uh, <laughs> defensively, the Cubs have committed the sixth most errors. The Braves are average in that category. Since the Cubs decided to run this week, uh, I thought I'd point out that uh, Brian McCann and uh, Tyler Flowers have been bad at throwing out runners. So, you know, maybe we just we see a little bit of uh, uh, action on the base paths, and uh, especially tomorrow night uh, against Tehran because the Cubs have not been good against him. But I will outline their crappiness against him shortly. But uh, first, it's time for. All right, we 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 got to get it away from this like vibrato, like monk chanting fucking dirt. I want to hear like a punk rock dur next time. Okay, that's just horror movie EDM. Well, the dur I tried to do a, <laughs> a steady holding dur because it's still 698 and we're 11th. Uh, Cubs, uh, the Braves are 16th, though, 692. So they're worse. They're worse at dur. Uh, by the way, um, JD actually brought up dur the other day. Uh, yeah. Maybe today. Direction. I love dur. Everybody yeah. loves dur. So the scavenger hunt this week against the Braves. Um, I just had an idea. Do something brave. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. Run into a burning building. Yeah. Document it somehow. You're, you're doing this brave thing. And uh, hashtag Sunranto scavenger hunt. We're getting towards the end. Last week of it. And uh, Jose Orlando got into the mix by referencing cocaine in the 86 Mets. Oh, was that the uh, uh, Ronnie Woo Woo and Daryl Strawberry? Ronnie Woo Woo? No, no, no. This one was... Uh, I didn't see a Ronnie Woo Woo one. No, this was, uh, he posted, if you zoom in closely, you can see the cocaine grains fly out of Gooden's nose. Oh, uh, yes, I saw that Daryl Strawberry sitting there, and Mike Tyson is punching uh, Daryl Strawberry in the face. I mean, yeah. uh, Dwight Gooden in the face. So Right, no, there was, so there was, uh, there was one that ha- I believe it had Ronnie Woo Woo, and Daryl Strawberry, and it said, separated at birth by a thin white line. Nah. <laughs> I, that's the one I thought you were going with, but all right. Well, well that, that's out there. We gotta, I'll try and figure out who that was and let you know. So there it is. Do something brave. Document it. Hashtag Sunranto Scavenger Hunt. Put it on the Sunranto Ranchers page or on Twitter, at Sunranto. The weather this weekend, or week, uh, should uh, well, it's raining now outside here, and uh, but it's supposed to be clear by game time Monday night. Uh, 80s down to mid 60s. Hello, summer, and uh, Tuesday uh, that's Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, but then Thursday it's going to be 80, but afternoon shower, so it might have a interesting afternoon out there, a wet one. 
Game one, Julio Teheran. He was five and five with a three forty against John Lester, six and five with a four one three. This one's on NBC Sports and uh, outside the Ivy will be on after the game, after Captain Jesus or whoever the hell's out there. Um, it's Cubs bucket hat night, actually given away by NBC Sports Chicago. So uh, I'm going to try to. <laughs> I, I kind of want one. It's like one of those, like kind of that hat Bill Murray wears in Groundhog Day. You or not, love gr- not the Groundhog bucket Day? Hat. Uh, uh, what's it called? The movie with the Groundhog. Uh, uh. Oh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack, yeah. No, I, I like, <laughs> I know you already referenced it in this episode. I actually never saw Caddyshack, if you can believe that. I, well, I actually never put together the fact that he fought a groundhog in Caddyshack and also had Groundhog Day. Yeah. That never occurred to me. That is the most ridiculous thing ever. Type There's people fucking driving off the road right now. Like, are you kidding me? Everybody knew this. Yeah, it's like when you learn for the first time, at least for me, at like age 42, that there's an actual arrow on uh, your little gas tank thing <laughs> on your... your Tells uh, you which side of the car which it side is. of the car it's on. Yeah, it's like, dude, I've, I can't tell you how many years I've been uh, walking around rental cars and having to get back in and then uh, <laughs> go to the other side of the... Yeah, doing three-point turns in the gas station, you know what I mean? Trying well, and then you pull in... And you're on the wrong side, so then you just pull around to the other side, and you're like, I'm still, still on, on the, the wrong, wrong side. side. And you're wondering if the hose will reach. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. And you feel like the biggest asshole, and like all these people are standing around yeah. here. Yes. This guy doesn't even know what side his gas tank's on. What a douche. Yeah, that, that's never happened to me. So uh, Julio has been good against the Cubs. Uh, he gave up one run through five last time in April, and he struck out seven. And last time, though, he wasn't so great. He gave up six through four against the Mets and lost. But no, the- oh, against the Mets. I thought yeah. you were going to say against the, the Cubs. I wish. But the Cubs suck, have sucked against them. They have a 619 OPS and 139 plate appearances. So it, it he's been good against us. Uh, Lester uh, against Atlanta, he was okay. Uh, he gave up pretty good actually. Two, he gave up two runs through six innings, and he struck out seven. Cubs lost anyway. Uh, last time he went out there, gave up three through five point two against the Sox, and that was his best start since June third. So, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe he's on the the comeback here a little bit. Get a get a few deeper starts yeah and he's gonna get an extra day now you know with this six-man rotation i think it's good i like i like this move yeah and i mean i i did not look this up i'm going based on s stat memory uh i believe that lester actually does really well on a sixth day like it doesn't happen very often but when he has a sixth day like it usually works out for him all right ask that no that's a that's my s stat i'm sticking with it yeah, I was going to play this song, but we have no time. I realized, I looked at the time. I'm like, oh, God. I'm still hungover from hanging out with my cousin, and I'm like, we're only on game one. Let's go. Uh, but until you to get too disheartened about the Cubs 619 OPS against Julio Teheran, how about uh, the Braves aren't great against Leicester? They got a 695 against him, and it's uh, mostly Nick Markakis, who does not 96 plate appearances and it, with no home runs. I hate Nick Marquez. Me too. He kills the Cubs. Yeah. Well, he doesn't oh. kill John Lester, so you know maybe we'll be okay in this game. 
He, but he seems to be in the middle of everything good that the Braves do. And Nick Markakis is not like a superstar player. No. Like he's most known for playing for the Greek national team in the Olympics, as far as I know. Right, and killing the Cubs. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody remembers that, except for me. It kills me. So most people don't know who Nick Markakis is. Um, game unless you're Greek, yeah, and then, then he's you your know biggest who he hero, is. yeah, he's your biggest hero since uh, Zorba. Pardon the interruption, but I'm here looking at the odds for tonight's game for uh, Atlanta Braves versus Cubs, Julio Teheran versus the Cubs, John Lester, and wow, they've got an over under of eleven and a half on this game. Uh, you know, two great offenses. Uh, I don't think the Cubs uh, have done much against Tehran. Am I saying this right? Uh, it's basically even odds on who wins and who loses. The Cubs are slightly favored. Um, man, I would actually stick away from this game. Can't win much, can't lose much. But if you want to bet on other games, mybookie.ag. Use promo code RANTO. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again, won't you please subscribe? Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You get the show early and ad-free. Check it out. Uh, game two, Max Freed Fried. I forget how they said it um, back in the it's day. It's got to be Freed, right? Because nobody has that name and it's Fried. It's true, but I, let's call him <laughs> Max Fried. Uh, it, it totally looks like Fried. Fry, Mr. Fried. Uh, but he's 8-3. Uh, and three. He's got a 403. And he's going up against Adbert Alzale, who's getting his first start now. Adbert! Um, 1-0 and oh with the 225. He got the win in that game, I should mention. That was his win. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's one of those, those fucking hashtag pitcher wins. Yeah. So they're giving away an umbrella at Wrigley Field. And outside the Ivy will be on after this game, too. Double dip. So is it an umbrella or is it a hat umbrella? It's just a stupid umbrella. It's just an umbrella. Yeah. Okay. So Fried was good against the Cubs. He gave up no runs on one hit through six. And he struck out five with zero walks. And last time he was pretty good as well. He gave up. uh, He went six and he gave up two on eight hits. Struck out six. So he's a decent pitcher. Averages about a strikeout an inning. Doesn't walk a lot of batters. Uh, the Cubs are batting 121 against him. But no one has more than six at bats. So hopefully they can figure this fucker out because Adbert's out there who uh, just has his four innings pitched of relief where he struck out five and walked two against the Mets and struck out the side and then tipped his cap. <laughs> what is your <laughs> tipped his cap? after giving up a home run and a walk? What is your uh, prediction for Alzale in this game? Like, I mean, okay, it's a tough, over under, tough over offense, under, tougher than the Mets. Over under four point two innings. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll take. Oh God, that's it's a tough yeah, one, right? Yeah, because that's right. I'm gonna ho- kind of what you expect. I'm gonna to be. hopefully take the over. I'm right. a I'm a Cubs fan. God damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping for the over as well. I just ooh yeah. I'm, I I can totally see him going two and giving up five runs as well. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like be like you know sophomore jinx game sort of thing. We'll see what happens. And then Ch- Tyler Chatwood sneaking in and and getting a W. Yeah. 
why not? Uh, game, of course, the Braves have never seen Elzele either. Uh, Dallas Keuchel is coming out there. He's a lefty. Now, he truly is a lefty, unlike that Swarzak character. <laughs> He's uh, 0-1 with a 540 because he only went had the one game. You Darvish, 2-3 and three with a 475. Uh, game's on WGN, and they're giving away a barbecue oven mitt. A lot of giveaways. So, umbrella, oven mitt. If you go every day. Oh, actually, that that barbecue oven mitt, it has like a, a, the graphic is of a like a catcher's mitt. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, right, I, it does look cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to go to this game, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. But So Dallas Keuchel, did you know that he faced more batters than any other pitcher in the majors last year? That's pretty uh, that's impressive. He was out there a lot, and now he's had the beginning of the year off. So maybe that was all the right thing for him. Uh, in his one start against D.C., he gave up four runs. Three of them were earned, and the Braves lost 4-3. to three. He only went five innings. Uh, not a lot of... Uh, th- here's two batters on the Cubs have faced him. Rizzo's 2-5, for five, Descalso's 0-2. That's it. Uh, you Darvish was just okay against the Mets. Uh, couldn't hold the lead. Three runs on five hits when he faced the Braves, and he only lasted four and gave up four walks. Uh, that was at the beginning of the season, of course. Yeah, that was his second outing. It was not good. Yet, um, the, the Braves only do have a 634 OPS against Darvish, so they haven't really been, you know, the, the individual players haven't done much against him, and that's in 112 plate appearances. And there's only one homer, and it's from Ender Insignarte, who's injured. So, uh, then... We got uh, never heard of this guy TBD. So I oh, wait. Hold up, one, one second though. So, what do you think about people named after cities? The dude's name is Dallas, right? I got a good friend named Dallas. It's a fine name. We got a great listener named Dallas. Dallas is an awesome name. Okay, case so closed. Dallas, you're, case so closed. what you're saying is Dallas is a good name. I don't know, like city city names for humans. It seems weird. Yeah, but maybe it was a human name before a city name. You ever think of that? <laughs> uh, I'm just no. getting mad over here. <laughs> I never I'm tired. I never did. I feel to... like Keiko might be a name in uh, Germany, like yeah. a city in Germany. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so TBD, who like I found out what his name is. It's Tickles Broham Dingleberry. And uh, that's that's who the Braves are putting. Broham is actually a city in Austria for sure. And uh, Chatwood, which is a city in London uh, or England, is uh, <laughs> three and one with a three sixty nine ERA on the season so far. Nice. And uh, you've got some information about who you think might be starting this game. You want to lay that out on me in case tickles Broham Dingleberry. TBD uh, doesn't make it up from uh, wherever the Braves, sure. Braves minor league team plays. Yeah, <laughs> Tickles Broham Dingleberry, which is actually my address in England. Uh, no, uh, it should have been Mike Fultonevich, uh, but he was optioned to AAA after giving up eight runs. Yeah. Uh, not good. Uh, and. Honestly, I don't know how they felt like it was okay to get rid of him. 
you know, to option him because Sean Newcomb got hit in the head uh, just like, I don't know, two less than two weeks ago. And he went to Illinois on the uh, seven-day concussion protocol, you know. But he's back, I guess, pitching for Gwinnett. You know, he pitched for Gwinnett on the 20th for two innings. So maybe that's all he needs to get back in and he's ready to go. Uh, The other guy that they might bring up is Kevin Gaussman. Uh, He's... Or no, 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 I'm sorry. I thought Kevin Gaussman might be the guy. That's, but he's got plantar fasciitis. So the next two guys in line are also injured. So I just yeah. want to see Sean Newcomb get hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, so Sean Newcomb got hit in the head. Uh, Kevin Gaussman has plantar fasciitis. Uh, the next option might be Kyle Wright. So we're, so we're three in after Fulton Evich, who got you know, optioned. Yeah. Like this is where they're at for their fifth starter. Yeah. I think they bring up tickles Broham. Yeah. Uh, the next option would be Kyle, Wright. Uh, he's playing for the Gwinnett stripers right now. And he hasn't pitched in the majors since April 12th. He's got seven total, uh, appearances in the major leagues. He had four last year in the bullpen, three starts this year, seven Oh seven ERA this year. It's yeah, it's so, not great for him. Like I don't, I literally don't know. Yeah, usually what I can figure. Yeah, usually I can figure out what they're going to do. This might be a bullpen game for them, which it might be a bullpen game for us because Tyler Chatwood's going out there, who only lasted four against the Mets because he's been a bullpen arm this year, and I think his outing could have gone better for sure than the last time and three runs on six hits wasn't great but he was pitching hard like you know he hit 97 98 I, mean, I don't know if he hit 98 but i know he hit 97 and um he pitched in relief against the braves one run on three hits in two innings wasn't great it was you know pretty much what you expect in a way and um they got 78 at bats against him or played appearances 840 ops against chatwood and Freeman, who's seen him the most, Freddie Freeman, eight for sixteen against Chatwood. So, Freddie Freeman is—I don't know—I I like the guy. Like he—he's one of those guys that when he gets a hit, even against your your favorite team, you're like, eh, all right, it's Freddie. I—I I don't know. I don't know why I like him so much, but he's—he's he's a good player. I love Freddie Freeman. Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to love players on other teams, Cubs Radamus. Well, uh, Freddie Freeman, actually, and I, we used to date uh, back in uh, the 60s. We went to Woodstock together, actually. Uh, Cubs Radamus. Freddie Freeman is like 20-something years old. I don't think that was him. Wait, Freddie Freeman, uh, tall, black guy? No? Different I, guy? I mean... Yes, but no. <laughs> so I've been rooting for the Braves all season for no reason? Right, yeah. I mean, basically, you don't... I mean, well, unless... Is it possible that you impregnated Freddie Freeman from the 60s and he gave birth to the Freddie Freeman that's playing baseball now? Oh, my God. Freddie Freeman is my son. I mean, oh, I don't know how... It's- Oh, Deities like procreate. So, oh, 
no, listen, no, you can't do the tomahawk chop on the show. Uh, and please put your armpit away. Uh, and I'm sure Freddie would not be happy about the tomahawk just, chop. Just do the poem and get out of here, please. Okay. The Cubs split another series, sadly. When they win two squeakers and lose badly, they'll be seeing red when Anthony Rizzo's bed is uncomfortable in... I already said it on the show. We're playing Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Reds. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's Cincinnati. Yeah, Cubs go to Cincinnati. Well, I'm going to go actually reconnect with my long-lost son. (laughs) Are we sure it's not Cincinnati? He left. The guy can't rhyme. Uh, Announcements. Uh, Well, I'm accepting John Baker Day donations if you have anything of value that you want to donate to help raise money for the Chicago Metropolitan Battered Women's uh, Network. That would be much appreciated. I got this. I got actually two bobbleheads. Um, I went to the game on Friday with John Felice of Cubs Insider and his two young sons. And they gave me an extra bobblehead. So I've got some bobbleheads to give away at that. And I've also got the Cole Hamels one and a bunch of stuff I've been collecting. So won't you join me and donate your shit? Uh, Just uh, email me, sunranto at gmail.com. Also, uh, Corey Finner and I will be doing a podcast pretty soon, just uh, announcing like a special podcast just to announce John Baker Day and what's going on. We're putting it all together still. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. It's going to be different. It's going to be fun, and I'm making cool hats. Nice. The Bleacher Bum Band's playing in Niles at a church festival. So uh, that's on that Saturday. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, friend from the Bleachers hired us. You know, so. yeah, Make sure you play uh, uh, Handsome Youngsters. Yeah, we don't have that one up. I never taught that one to the guitars because I think it'll – I'll just do that one by myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. The, the, because you, you, you have a certain number 27 that you got to write out of that i've had to write him out of a few songs yeah Yeah. it's tough uh and then mixtape rewind is at second city uh just look that up on their website mixtape rewind it's the last week for it this thursday come see it it's a fun sketch comedy show kind of like woven together with 80s music it's a lot of fun moves quick for only 45 minutes long so come see it and uh, i wanted you know a little shout out to a deceased cub who wasn't a cub for very long, only for one full full season. Uh, he had 51 saves, though, in that season, and he was the original ball player that lived in a van down by the river, and that's uh, Rod Beck died well, on this date. And uh, what year was it? Well, oh, I don't know. I got I, I typed up Anthony Swarzak. The only thing that <laughs> the, the the only thing that died on Anthony Swarzak was my credibility. Yeah, it was uh, his right arm. Yeah. Uh, no, Rod Beck. Yeah, he died uh, on. Let's let's see when he died. Oh yeah, June twenty third, two thousand seven. Only thirty eight years old. Uh, drug overdose. So that's sad. Um, down in a trailer park in Arizona, like, you know, but that's kind of what you expect out of a guy, not like Rod Beck. And I just thought I'd give a mention. I have a little uh, thing that was uh, written by, who was this written by? Uh, the StatCast era on Twitter. 
um, little newsletter for at pitchers list or something. I don't know. I just saw this. I thought it was good. Uh, he was a mix between Lebowski and Kenny Powers, a long flowing mullet, a beautiful handlebar mustache, and an intimidating presence on the mound. One of my earliest baseball memories was his face-off with Albert Bell in a 1994 All-Star game. Two alphas trying to flex on one another. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, he he was uh they talk about him, you know, how he was just kind of a fun player and that I didn't know this but uh he worked on um a champion of until there's a cure which is an AIDS-related initiative aimed at eradicating misinformation and fear surrounding those suffering with the syndrome. And he was doing this in the 90s. Wow. Which, for a ball player, like, that's kind of a big deal to put yourself out there that way. So I thought that was cool. Um, You know, he's ranks 33 on all-time saves list. And, uh, you know, he was just a real, like, throwback dude, you know, big fat guy, long flowing mullet, mustache. I mean... You know, this was kind of when I was... Uh, he was with the Cubs in 99, um, or ni- 98 and uh, 99 a little bit before they shipped him off to Boston. And uh, I don't know. Did you, what are you, do you have any memories of Rod Beck? Were you were you clocking the Cubs in 99? I, was, I wasn't really too much. No. I, so in 99, I was, I was... As much as I could, I was watching the Cubs, but that was... Very little because I was. That's when I was stationed in uh, Washington State. Yeah, and yeah, I was. I was in New York City, and it was kind of before, like it was before MLB. And really, his full year with the Cubs that everybody remembers is '98, when the Cubs actually went to the playoffs. So, yeah, I was watching as much Cubs as I could then, but like it was really all focused on the Sosa McGuire thing. Like they didn't talk a lot about it, but that was back when, like, literally, you had to watch ESPN, like Sports Center, to get any information about teams outside of your area. Yeah, and the the Cubs won the they they were the wild card team that year, right? In ninety eight, yes, yeah, yeah. and uh, they and then they got swept. <laughs> yeah, so, uh. But then uh, anything more to add about Rob Beck? I don't have a lot of memories except for that he kicks ass. You know, I I remember that. I remember 98. I was kind of clocking it, but I was watching it from too far away to really be involved in that season. But uh, he wasn't great the next year when they sent him to Boston. And he was in, you know, he didn't play in 2002. And then he caught back out with the Padres like, you know, and then he ended up living in a in a Winnebago or something like that, like in Iowa for a while and then ended up dying in a trailer park and in Arizona. But RIP, man, man. I wish my hair was as cool as yours. <laughs> I do. I really do. So, uh, do you have any uh, TFCs? Uh, I have like 47 of them. Uh, I only have one. So, why don't you give me one of yours? <laughs> Just one. No, so, uh, a- as promised earlier, the Dadbert jokes. Um. The guy that kind of got us started is uh, Kazuto Yamazaki. He says, uh, when Cubs rookie righty becomes a parent, he'd be Dad Burt Alzale. Boo. And somebody responds to him, and before that, he'd get Alzalade. Yeah. (laughs) No, and then uh, if he gets a bachelor pad in Wrigleyville, 
Will he be Chadbert Alzale? Why Chad? Because <laughs> they're all chats. That's yeah, uh, a stretch. Boo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't make him angry because then he's Madbert Alzale. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one. And then, uh, you know, another guy says, uh, hey, just hope he sticks around and we don't remember him as Fadbert Alzale. Yeah. Yeah, no, hopefully in his first start, he won't be Sadbert Alzale. Uh, there was a Sadbert Alzale. It it wasn't very good. Yeah. The, uh, the reference, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, but he might uh, make, it, he might then make there was Madbert. Uh, I like this one because somebody went completely off the rails here. Can't wait until Cubs call up Adbert Alzale's best friend, Adernie Alzale. Ah, uh, that's pretty good. Turn it around. That was good. Yeah. That took some creativity. It took me like three readings to be like, who the fuck, Adernie? What? So I actually, I, now that I'm looking at it, I have two here. So let me, let me give one real quick. This right. guy, Matt Ellaltz, who is a, uh, a sports writer with a ch- little uh, check mark, he uh, wrote about. The, the I guess there was a big fight in the clubhouse with the Mets today, and uh, did we talk about this already on the show? I don't remember. I don't. No, we, we did not. Yeah. We we talked about the pitching coach change right before yeah. the season, so or Mickey, right before the series. But Mickey Calloway did not like a remark made by a reporter as he walked by in the clubhouse, and Mickey Calloway said, "Don't be a smartass, motherfucker," and then later says, "Get the." fuck out of here we don't need that bullshit and then vargas the pitcher you know that uh he went against darvish because they rhyme vargas then got into a shouting match with that reporter over a stare down and said at one point i'll look the i'll knock the fuck out of you bro Oh, no, I'll knock you the fuck out, bro. And he charged the reporter and had to be held back by carlos gomez and noah syndergaard so there's some flexing cubes going on in the Mets yeah. clubhouse. Oh. I love when people are like, I'll knock the fuck out of you, bro. Like, like when you hear the bro part, yeah. you're kind of like, I can relax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this guy's coming at me, all I have to do is like put my foot up and kick him in the stomach and run away. <laughs> put my foot up and kick him. Right, he's just going to run right into it. Yeah, he's just like a cartoon. And then the other one I have was uh, Rod, I think this person claims to be Rod Beck's nephew, and he lives in Chicago. I don't necessarily believe it. I maybe should contact. The Twitter handle is at Rod Beck underscore. And they uh, say they're the Rod Beck's nephew. But uh, this is a nice little flex. Steve King. Uh, I believe was he he's for Iowa? He's like the representative, or oh yeah, he's he's the fucking white supremacist yeah. Nazi fucking asshole Iowa representative. And it, he had tweeted out uh something to AO, you know, Cortez uh, Alexandria Casia Cortez. Uh, I I went to Auschwitz and Birkenau with Eddie Mausberg and Johnny Daniels within the depths. I went with a deep understanding of the Shoah which is the Holocaust, and had a profound personal experience. Please accept their offer. And then there's some link I didn't click. But Rod Beck underscore, Rod Beck's claiming to be nephew, just wrote to Steve King, fuck off. This was, <laughs> this, this was today he did this on, his, on the, the anniversary of his uncle's death. 
He was he was channeling Rod Beck. Yeah, fuck off, Steve King. So there's mine. Any any, any other things to add, like dad jokes or anything else? Yep, I got a few more here. Oh no. Uh, Adbert Alzelay responding to the case, first one that he'd be Dadbert. Uh, he's a little young to be a dad. He is a Ladbert Alzelay. I'm just gonna leave right now, and then you can finish the show. Happy cool. Happy Pride Month from Gladbert. Yeah, all right, I'll give that. I'll give that a a two <laughs> out of a thousand. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. One day he will finish college and be a Gladbert Alzelay. Ah, no. boo. Uh, hope he's wearing a cup to protect his Nadbert Alzelay. Yeah, I knew you saw that coming. Which I actually responded to that one. Contreras took one in the Nadbert Alzelays. Yeah, that was the game that uh, that uh, Chatwood fucking bounced that pitch right into right into Contreras's nuts. Well, th- this fucking end of the show is so horrible that <laughs> I it's probably worse than being in World War II and Leningrad Bert Alzelay. Oh God. That was horrible. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It, thank it you. seems if he was... Al- Al- is as good as advertised. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if, I, if, I wrote, I'm officially naming June 20th, 2019 as Adbert Alzaday. Uh, uh, yeah. And that's where we're ending. And now we're, we're ending on mine. <laughs> it was... It was not good, but it was fun that night. How about, no, I got better ones. You know, you got that, better ones. All right. Yeah, you know, you know, he was, uh, you know, uh, he was wandering in the desert, and he was in nomad bird Alzelay. God damn it! Yeah, and then he walked all the way to Russia, where he became a comrade bird Alzelay. Oh, comrade bird Alzelay! Yeah. He voted for Trump. Yeah, then he went. Then he went to the eighties, and he was at the Golden Girls for a while, where he wore shoulder pad Bert Alzelay's. <laughs> <laughs> then he was on Designing Women. Uh, it was that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous how a name like Adbert can have all these puns. Like none of it made sense. That's why I love it. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, there, there we go. Sp- Spagog bad bird, Dalzalay. <laughs> I already said it. Spagog. Spagog! Hayward's been rolling out to second base. Seems like he did it all year. Or he gets under and hits a pop fly. At least his speeches are great But Hayward has found a new swing And he says I can hit Time to put on a show I've straightened my bat And I've opened my stance It'll quick in my hands through the zone It's Hayward's new swing Better speed Hayward's new swing He'll succeed. Brett Taylor said Jay Hay looks like Rizzo from the way that he's holding his hands. Moving more freely. Rotating his hips with the swing. 
It's in on the fists, he can pull down the line Cause he's better at shifting his weight Hayward won't roll out to seconds anymore Which would really be freaking great Hayward's new swing Better speed Hayward's new swing He'll succeed Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. 
After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.